Christ, you people suck. <laughs> wow. Wolverine wanted to be a This is episode 475. 475. Wow. Yeah. That's for May 29th, 2017. E3 is exactly two weeks from today. Oh, yeah. It's going it's gonna to happen. It's going to rain. It's going to rain <laughs> video games. But anyway... I have the definition of a skeleton crew with us here today because everybody else is a dick. That's right. And because we all have skeletons. Yeah, we all in. I I don't know. I haven't checked lately. We have Ryan. Hi. Hi. And we have Jay. Bonjour. That's right. We know we know who the dedicated people on this podcast are. <laughs> don't tell. Don't, I, I suppose. Don't tell I anybody suppose. else. <laughs> Everyone else is a traitor. Yeah. Well, we got to give Drew a hard time because he said it wasn't going to change, and yet he's missed three of the last four. Yep. Huh. 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 Mm. Go figure. Yeah. Mm. What's up with that, Drew? I know you're listening. He he used to be the one of the basically the most consistent outside of you, Ken, because you know you're the host and all. Yeah, he like he never missed. Mm-hmm. I'm tell you, I called him Jason last night. We were playing. <laughs> well, was he actually Jason as well? Because that would have been funny. Yeah, it was a double. It was a double entendre. Excellent. I well nailed done. it. I nailed it. Anyway, video games. We want to talk about those. Yeah, that's that's why we're here. Jay, did you did you play anything of note? I, I play several things, cool. but whether they are of note is up to contention. Okay. You know, that's that's based on your taste, right? That's true. Uh, I played, and I basically played all I will play of the, is it Samurai Warriors, right? Samurai Spirits Warriors. of Sanada. SOS. Yes. SOS. Sorry. I do like that song. It's catchy. That's going to be stuck in my head the rest of the day. Of course. Who's that by? Sting, right? Sting, wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, Sting the Blitz. Yeah. yeah, Sting has been making music for a long time. What was True. the what was the joke on Family Guy? Was that uh, Sting is one of those artists that you can only understand the last the last line of whatever he says? <laughs> That's really true. <laughs> it is. His lyrics are indistinguishable until he gets the last couple of words. What's amazing to me is that he was able to have such a successful music career when he spent all those years fighting the NWO. Badoom, tis. I, I, I get it. 
I got, I'm no, glad somebody got it. It took me a these, minute. These ref, wrestling jokes. Yeah, it took it. me a minute, and I was like, ah, yeah, that guy, that guy, face paint. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, getting back to the game, this is a this is a Musa game. This is not a, you know, full disclosure. This is not a game that I re- I requested or wanted to play at all. <laughs> like this, if this game was free, I would not have booted this game to play it. That's how I I'm not interested, but at the same time, you know, I, I like to give things a fair shake when I'm uh, when I'm reviewing them. So I put in like 10, 12 hours into it, and it's actually pretty interesting because it does a lot of things that Musou games generally don't. That has more RPG elements, where you have like this town and you go there. There's like people you can talk to. You can give them gifts, increase your relationship with them, take them out to missions. Uh, there's like an upgrading system for your weapons, so you can like add attributes to your weapons and go out into the world. Uh, like these like side areas where you can go collect these materials to upgrade your weapons and stuff, level up your characters. There's like a bunch of different characters you can play as. But at the end of the day, 90% of the time playing this game is going to be pressing the square button, pressing the triangle button, just slicing away at thousands upon thousands of indistinguishable enemies. It just, it just kind of hurts my thumb after a while, and I just... It just this is boring, you know. It's just kind of, I get it. I understand that they're trying a little bit harder to tell like a more interesting story with this line of this like incredibly famous uh, family of the, the Sonata clan, and uh, the the father, the son, and the various brothers and stuff like that. Their story. It's pretty interesting. I like that aspect. But when I have to go into battle and I have to go through the same exact battlefield doing the same exact thing killing thousands of enemies over and over again it's just it's just too dull i just i'm just sitting sitting on my chair and i can feel my head like go backwards onto onto my headrest it's like i want to take a nap and it's it's a bummer because i can feel that they put a lot of effort into this game in particular but boy i haven't enjoyed a enjoyed a muso game since um what was the Legend of Zelda one called? Hyrule Warriors. Yeah, Hyrule Warriors. Hyrule Warriors was pretty excellent. I enjoyed that game. But that was carried mostly because of the fact that I like uh, the Legend of Zelda series so much, right? So when it comes down to these like unfamiliar Japanese historical characters, and of course, if it's a historical Japanese game, you got to have uh, Oda, no- Oda Nobunaga as well, because... Every game that has Japanese characters and it needs that guy. But he's the, he's the more real, used, man, the than real, Mario, I think. The real question is, is mm-hmm. Lu Bu in it, and do you fight in the Yellow Turban Rebellion? No, I don't think you do that. Uh... Or not not that I've seen. Maybe, maybe it comes later. But, uh, no, you know, like I said... Yellow Turban if... Rebellion is always first. I don't think I've played the earlier Dynasty Warrior games. I don't think I've played... Against or in the war of the yellow turban, whatever <laughs> the thing is. Really? Yeah. That's, that's, that's like the most frequent thing. Yeah. It's like well, I, I don't. I, I I avoid Dynasty Warrior games in general. I think I played maybe the first one on PS2. Was it right? And then yep. since then, I haven't played any. I played Musou like games. I played obviously, you know, the Hyrule Warriors. I played. I reviewed some some of the Gundam uh, Warriors game. I think. And it's just it's just not fun to me. I like challenging things. This is the antithesis of what a challenging game is. You know, it's just kind of cathartic. You know, you, you mow down thousands of enemies, but it's not 
it's not in that addictive in that way. It's kind of like Diablo, where you also kill thousands of enemies, but you're always upgrading your items, and it just feels satisfying to do your really overpowered attacks. But in this game, it's just like, eh, slice, 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 the same little button presses that I do, and then just use my special attack whenever the meter's full. It's just, it's kind of boring. Did you know uh, the... that the first Dynasty Warriors was a one-on-one fighting game? Was it? Yep. For the PS1. Oh, okay. Then I did not play that one. I played whatever the Muso game was. Yeah, that's uh, Dynasty Warriors 2 was on oh, PS2, okay. and they changed it to a Muso. Like, invented yep. a genre. Yep. <laughs> that was the that was the beginning of the end, folks, because, oh boy, they're going to keep pumping these games out till the end of Seven, eternity. 17 years, baby. Still yeah. making them Muso the, games. Uh, there's going to be that um, something... That All-Stars game coming out for Koei Tecmo All-Stars, is that what that's called? Yeah, Warriors All-Stars, I think. Yeah, Warriors All-Stars. I'm actually looking forward, to, well, I was looking forward to that, but I'm kind of burned out on Muso games. I'm not even sure anymore. <laughs> it's got, but that uh, game had characters that I like from the like, Adam alive. series. And, that are alive yeah, it's, it's got it. fucking Ryu Hayabusa. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, he, he fits right in. He'll kill thousands of people for sure. Hell yeah, uh, I was I was down for that, but I, I'm not sure anymore. Uh, I also played Guilty Gear Rev 2. Short for Revelator 2, I believe. XR. And this is an, uh, yeah, this is a XR. Yeah, you're right. XR Revelator 2. And this is an odd one because this is most definitely a patch update more so than a full release like the original XR Revelator was. And you can tell because XR Revelator launched with four new characters and then had two new characters that you downloaded for free. So it has six whopping new characters. And in the roster of only like 12, like, 15 players that was a lot you know that was like a lot more characters to dig into but in this one that you started out with two more characters and then i think there might be more planned for dlc and the story mode is very very short as and then there's only one part of it out right now there's going to be more later as dlc for free which is good but the amount that i could play right now instead of in revelator there was like a three and a half hour storyline that is basically an anime movie that you watch which I enjoy, kind of like Injustice, but imagine without all the fighting and stuff like that you have to do, right? So, like, really dramatic takes of, like, some really crazy actions and character moments that I enjoy. But in this one, it's just called After Story Side A. And it's basically like a 30-minute thing that I watched and I was done. And then there's going to be a Side B that's going to come out later, but I don't know when that's going to be. So it just feels, in, in, as far as a release goes, it's not very substantial. There's new moves added for each character, just like one or two moves or, you know, balancing changes. But this is most definitely an update. Do you have the, the price on the uh, on this game by any chance, Ken? Yeah, it's, on the... it's $40. $40 for the new version, right, of the yeah, game? Yeah, which... What is the, what is the update patch cost? Do you know that? There is... I didn't think there was an update. I thought it was a whole new game. Yeah, they, if you have uh, Revelator, you can actually download an update patch, and that's supposed to be significantly cheaper um i want to i want to let people know because like that's important to me right you know, because if it's a 40 dollar and that's the only way you can get it that's stupid but i if thought you can it get was the... let me no no, I'm, no. Look, I'm searching um playstation network right now uh the only thing i see is yeah yeah i see it here it, well the upgrade will cost 20 dollars 
So you have the physical and digital copy, which was obviously the full version of Revelator 2 with all the Revelator content, and that's $40, as you said. But the upgrade, if you have Revelator, is $20, and you get all the additional things. You get the balancing updates. You get the new characters. Uh, you get the, what was it, the new story arc. Uh, for $20, I suppose it's fine. I would have preferred it maybe $15, but that's about right. Uh, you know, they're going to add more stuff along the way, too. But I'm glad they have this distinction because if I had Revelator and if I bought Revelator 2 for $40, I would have felt ripped off. But at half the cost, that's much more reasonable. So that's nice. You know, I'm, I'm sure the people that are playing Guilty Gear have already picked this up because, um, you know, so the new and the latest thing you got to pick up. And I prefer this to over something as ambiguous as like a season pass where you got to get things like fight money and stuff like that, you know? Fight so, money! Fight money! I'll and, fight money! And, Ain't nobody like that, I suppose. So that's that. Uh, I enjoyed it. I played some online matches. I mean, Guilty Gear still my pick for the most beautiful fighting game on the market right now. Because, oh man, that 3D cell shading, the way they work the camera into the fighting, it's just such a gorgeous game to look at uh, in motion. Uh, for my leisure, I also played some Dragon Quest Eight for 3DS. I picked this up a while ago, but I haven't booted it up. And, uh, yeah, it's Dragon Quest Eight, and it's on near 3DS, and they made a lot of improvements. Uh, I, I know people don't like them random random encounters, so instead you actually see the enemies in the field, and you can actually run into them or avoid them to uh, avoid random encounters, which is actually really nice, because the random encounter rate in Dragon Quest Eight was pretty high, so we're talking like yes, you, could take a, yeah, you could take a step, and then you can get into a fight. You could take two more steps after you get into the, you know, after you get out of the fight and get into another encounter, and I don't think anyone really likes that. So yeah, I, I enjoy. It. I think it's a faithful port with some much needed improvements. Uh, I enjoy it. It's um, it's weird to play a Dragon Quest game again after all these years. I don't think I've played a Dragon Quest game since Dragon Quest Eight. And Ryan, do you remember when that was? Ah, uh, no, it was PS2. Yeah, it was PS2. So that's two generations ago. So that was a long, long time ago. So getting back into how that game works, like having to go to like a church to save or revive somebody, yeah, that's weird. You have to, you crazy. have to do that in Dragon. Well, you have to go to a nun in Dragon Quest Warriors. Did you? Yeah, because she's it, she would always say bless you and all this stuff when she would like, do you want to quit and save? Oh yeah, yeah, it, it did have that. You're right. Yeah, that did, did bring it into, which is still odd to me. You know, in this world of checkpoints and auto saves, having nah. to go to one specific NPC to kind of save is still weird. Uh, but it, it's got its own flavor. You know, it's sticking with it. It's fine. Whatever. Uh, but if you never played a Dragon Quest game, I think Dragon Quest Eight in particular is an excellent one to get started on. It's not as obtuse as the other ones. The story is excellent. The characters are very charming. And the combat engine is... Um, it's surprisingly complex as as more as you get kind of delve into it more with those skill points and how you can really kind of branch out to different types of skills and abilities that your characters can have. And you also have new playable characters that were not available in the in the original game. So definitely, I'm enjoying Dragon Quest Eight. But uh, that's about it. I also played a lot of Overwatch because the new event dropped. I played with Drew. I played with some other people. Uh, got a got a lot of legend. Oh, let's do some legendary checks. Can what which ones have you gotten so far? Let's see. I got Genji. Ooh, I nice, got nice. Lucio. 
Ooh. Uh, Symmetra? I'm still I'm still out for that Zarya and the Soldier, and it's making me angry because I don't have them. But that's that's three skins so far. Right? Yeah, I mean, that, yeah. That's actually a pretty good haul. Yeah, I have man. enough for one of them, and like uh-huh. by the time the event ends, it, I, I'm going to have to make a choice. It's probably going to be Zarya if I don't have it by then because that's a badass skin. Yeah, because uh, all the other Zarya legendaries are so bad. Yeah. So I, I think I think the Zarya is a clear winner. The soldier legendaries are pretty cool, I think. Uh, well, some of them anyway. So. Yeah, but uh, I really like that that anniversary one's really good. I do, and just to, just to piss you off, I do have the soldier skin. <laughs> I also have the tracer and uh, the Lucio and Diva. So I got four so far. Yeah, I don't uh, have one... the Diva either. Uh, I want to get the Zarya. I want to get the Genji. Those are two left over that I want to get. I also want the Symmetra one as well because that one looks cool. Well, I it have also those changes two. how her turrets and teleporter works, and that that's pretty awesome. Well, the Lucio music is the best. Yeah, it really is. When that trumpet pops up when yeah. I'm doing the speed mode thing, I I kind of get a little hyped up. Uh, I want to see more of those kind of additions where they do more than just change the the voice lines and. Um, the, the kind of the visual aspect. I want to change the music. I want to see like different things pop up. I want to see like the shape of Reinhardt's shield change, you know, and things like that. Um, that'd be nice. But uh, yeah, excellent event. There's so many new items to get. And I will say, Ken, I think this might interest you. There's been a huge backlash on the fact that these really great dance emotes are timed only right now. So the developers are really kind of getting pressured into looking into how uh, loot boxes work in general. People are voicing their displeasure on how little credit they get for getting a duplicate skin, for example. Like getting a legendary skin uh, in a in a in a box will give you two hundred credits, while it costs you three thousand to make one. Right? Yep. That's a crock of shit. Yeah. So you don't want that kind of deal. So I don't know. It feels like they might make a make a change of some sort, but I don't know. They'll make uh, we'll a change see. after the event. They likely will, but it's one of those situations where this game is it has legs, right? It's a game that we're probably going to be playing, uh, you know, throughout the rest of this year, maybe even more throughout the next year and even beyond. So any changes they can make that will, you know kind of make the future of this game even brighter. I'm all for it. And, you know, the Overwatch community in general has been very vocal about this in particular. And the dev- uh, developers, if nothing else, they listen to their community, which is, I think, a cornerstone for, I think, making a game that really lasts. You have to listen to the feedback of your community and just really make changes when they're needed. And I think uh, Jeff from the Overwatch community, Overwatch development team, you know, in particular, is very good at that. So, yeah, that's it for me. All right. Uh, Ryan, you want to talk about some video games? So, this is going to be about the worst uh, <laughs> Zelda ever. Um, I haven't played anything. That's not true. I played baseball. That's it. Um, except I did buy uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. Okay. Um, it was on uh, it was on sale on Amazon for thirty nine ninety nine. So yeah, I, I uh, picked that up and uh, I've started it. Um, I started going through the customization options and I thought, you know what? I had a custom Shepard in the first Mass Effect, um, and I feel like the quality degraded as the series went <laughs> on. Uh-huh. Um, so I thought, you know what? I'm just going to stick with the default appearance. And um, not customize his appearance. I'll just let him stay. I'll just let him stay to what their vision is. 
Um, and uh, so I'm, I'm, I've started it. I'm, uh, you know, I'm just still in the like prologue area, so I haven't really played it too much. Um, so far, I've only played it on my TV downstairs, which is 4K but not HDR, so I haven't seen it in HDR yet. Um, I'll have to check that out later tonight and see what it looks like in HDR on my TV upstairs. Um, what else did I play? That's really it. I haven't played any Zelda this week. Um, it's been kind of a uh, it's been kind of a down week for me as far as video games are concerned. Bang so on. I I have not I have not played Injustice yet. Um, oh shit! I, did, I forgot to talk about. Wait, no. We talked about Injustice last week. Yeah, yeah I, we I talked, talked about it last a week. lot about okay. it last week. Um, we, um, I, um, so yeah, I haven't, I haven't had a chance to play that yet. I did download the um, uh, Overwatch sort of trial run thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll probably try and play that later. I was going to say, you better hurry. I <laughs> yeah, I know. It's done today, isn't it? Yeah, tonight, I think. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I'll try, I might try and play it for a little bit. I. I don't know. I told I told Jay on Twitter the other day. I'm I'm gonna give it another chance. Um, it just didn't it didn't hook me the first time. So I'll give it another chance and see if I can get into it. Yeah, it's just it's just a shame because I would love to like play with you to introduce you to a lot of the mechanics and characters that you might enjoy. But you're playing on PS4, so yeah. Like, I mean my my PC uh, my PC might run eight eight bit Overwatch. <laughs> um, hey, if you it, want if you want to join us, download it on Xbox. That's true. That's actually not a bad idea. It is free, so you do have an Xbox, so that's not a bad bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I see <laughs> how you are. Well, you don't want to play with yeah. us. That's fine. No, 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 no. I just I don't know <laughs> if I want to. I've already downloaded it on PS4. I don't know if I want to download it on Xbox if I'm not even going to play it. Well, uh, if you decide so you want to play tonight, we will probably be on about seven thirty, eight o'clock. If you make, make the commitment, man. Say that you will be on and then play together for a bit. Ah, uh, yeah. I can't make that. <laughs> <laughs> There's no hard. guarantee. My get my game time is uh-huh. kind of a uh, okay. Maybe I've got 15 minutes. Um, it's there's no way for me to schedule that. So uh, if you guys are on later mm-hmm. and I've got time, I'll, I'll download it and check it out. All right. Well, yeah, we, uh, we should be on. So okay, but yeah, that's uh, that's really it. Um, um, I haven't played much else at all. Speaking of the the free to play trial, I've, I've noticed some people, including some of our faithful listeners, that also gave the game a try again. And oftentimes, I see this like, eh, it's still not for me. And then they get their first play of the game. It's like I can see why this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh man, when I do well, this game is super fun. And that's just how it goes. The, the more you play, the the better you grasp the uh, the game and the mechanics, and the better you get, the more play the game, the more outlandish, like, these moment-to-moment plays that you make. And that's when the game really hooks you, because it's not just about, you know, like, one single really satisfying moment. It's about a lot of these individual, individual like, like situations that you can't even fathom until they happen. And then once they happen and you see how they play out, you want to see more of those kind of situations. And that's one of the drawing aspects of this game. Also, you know, loot boxes are fun to open, so that's a thing. Yeah, the Overwatch has the best loot box opening animation. It's pretty nice. Oh. Uh, I've, I've just noticed, and I'm going to apologize to anybody listening to the show, this new Skype is acting weird, and like the volume of the microphone keeps going up and down. 
mm. on the recording, and I'm trying to... Uh, actually, what I'm going to do, you're not going to notice this, but I'm going to take a quick break and see if I can't fix this real quick. We'll All be right. back, like, right now. All right, you had no idea we were gone. But anyway, uh, okay, so that wraps up everybody except for me, and i got a few things to talk about. I'm going to blow Wombat's mind. Oh, God. Ooh. I've been playing the show. Oh, really? Yeah, I picked it up. Uh, I went out this weekend. I had some credit. I'm like, you know, every two years... I usually pick up the show, play a little bit, so I bought it, started playing it. Man, that game, that game has got some presentation, son. Yeah, it does. It's really good. Oh, my goodness. Yep. Um, I'm really impressed at all the little animations in that game, especially, like, how the catcher will adjust to where the ball is going to be pitched, you know, once once he picks his pitch and everything. Uh, all the different slide animations, like I saw a dude's helmet fly off. I thought that was yeah. Really... That that's uh, that's one of my favorite things is when you you're when you're running fast or when you slide and your helmet comes off. Yeah, it's awesome. That's really really nice touch and and it supports HDR, which isn't on by default, which is so no, weird. it's not. You got to turn it on. Yeah, man, that looks really good. Yeah, it does. <laughs> there... this, I think. One of the things that 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 will go underappreciated in this year's version, but that people should pay more attention to, is how good the stadiums look. Um, like every, the the detail in the background in the stadiums is pretty impressive. Yeah, uh, and it seems like there's a lot of like um, I don't I don't watch baseball, so I don't know, but it seems like there's a lot of um, personalization to yep. the stadiums, like the sounds and like I was playing and like you could hear the crowd yelling. Uh, for the other team to go home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's um it's they they did a the presentation's amazing. Yeah. They did an awesome job this year. How do the uh, crowds look by the way in the stadium? Do they look like cardboard cutout like the olden days or do they no, like, do some no, kind of weird thing? They're they're rendered. I mean they, they they don't look like the players do, obviously, mm-hmm. but they it looks pretty good actually. Yeah. Oh yeah. Nice. It is it is an impressive looking game. There is no doubt about that and I love that when you boot it up, it gives you options on the ways you want to play, like every way. So yep. like the batting, the hitting, the fielding, the pitching, you know, like all of that stuff, they give you options of how you want to play it. And then you can play like three or four pitches of of that particular style that you chose to see if that's the one you want to keep. Yep. I think that's really cool. Like for somebody who doesn't play these games religiously... Like that's very helpful because I had to go for the, the directional batting and the and the button press pitching, you know, without the meter and all that stuff. Like that stuff just that's what yeah. I'm used to, so that's what I wanted right. to play. But yeah, that's uh, that was worth me picking up. I'm having a good time with that. Yeah, it's awesome. Do you are you playing uh, are you playing Road to the Show or are you playing like normal game? I just play season. I, okay. I put it on like a 29 game season, so I'm just playing through that. And I play full games, full broadcast games, because I like the way it does. And I love that even though you play that, you can still skip things really yep. quickly. It's real fast. So. Yep. But yeah, that's a uh, that's a good game. It's a really good game. Uh, I also bought Puyo Puyo Tetris on the PS4. Because uh, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't pay. Did you not review that, Ken? No, no, John reviewed that. Uh, oh, okay. Um, but uh, you know, everybody been talking about it, and I wanted to pick it up, uh, and I didn't want to pay the switch tax. 
which was ten more dollars, so I got it on PS4. That game is awesome. Um, I'd never played much Puyo Puyo, um, but it's it's essentially columns, so it wasn't really hard to pick up. Um, but I like the little story mode you go through and you fight the different characters doing different kind of Tetris and. <laughs> like at first I'm all calm and just having a good time just playing Tetris like everything's cool and then I get to level 1-5 and that fucking dog fuck that dog the only way you can beat the dog is if you get constant Tetris like if you just clear lines you won't beat him so you just have to keep setting up Tetris over and over again I'm like you can talk about difficulty ramp real quick that's a little ridiculous but no, it's mm. still it's still really good. I I really think that's a that's a neat game, especially for the thirty bucks. Of course, I played lots of Injustice. Um, that game is still really good. I missed the Diamond Box event last night because I was. Playing. What is what's a Diamond Box event? So there's a, the multiverse where the, all the different events happen, um, mm-hmm. and then last night for they have hourly. Um, Multiverses, and they put up one last night that was the if you beat it, you got a diamond loot box, which Ooh. is like the highest loot box. Yeah, it comes with like two, three legendary, uh, well, epics. Yeah, uh, um, very nice. But um, we were playing Friday the Thirteenth, and then we played some Overwatch, and I I didn't realize I thought it was a day event, mm-hmm. but it was actually just a couple hours, and I missed it. So I was you done missed it. Uh, but this <laughs> week they are doing the uh, the Wonder Woman multiverse event for the movie, so. I will be partaking in said event. Do you have to play as Wonder Woman in that event? Probably. Uh, usually the, the character events uh, force you to use that character, um, which I should be fine. She's level 6 right now, which usually the multiverse events um, require a level 5 character. Yeah, I noticed when you finish the story, whatever character you use in the story mode actually got levels. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, nice. it's Every time you play them. Um, yeah. There's also a clicker motion in that game so let's say you uh, you don't necessarily want to grind a character you don't like you can set up an AI version of them and let them level themselves <laughs> really? yes I didn't know that was a thing so you just go like what AI versus AI or something like that yep and they gain experience and loot while they're playing without you <laughs> <laughs> Is that an oversight or is it No, is no, that no. Intended? That's intended because there's a mode in the game called AI Battle Simulator where you can earn loot boxes um, for defending and attacking other players, like ghost battles. Mm-hmm. And you can set up AI versions of every character. Like every character has five loadouts um, once you max them out to 20. And there are two AI loadouts for every character. So you can set up AI loadouts to play uh, different events or against the computer if you want to grind them. Ken, is is your Xbox One on right now with the AI battle just automatically rolling? No, I was I thought okay. about doing that while I was doing the show today, and I'm like, because yeah. I need to. I don't like Atrocitus, and I don't like a couple other characters. Like I did it for Aquaman just to see if it would work, and it uh-huh. totally worked. Like I maxed him out to twenty in like an hour. <laughs> wow. I didn't know they would have something like that in the fighting game. That's actually kind of funny. Yeah, it's when I found out you could do it that way, I was like, huh. And you still get, like, if you send the AI into the multiverse, the single-player multiverse, you get the mm-hmm. rewards that they earn. So the if they earn, like, itself. loot boxes wow. and coins and stuff, you get those. 
Yeah, I play that game way too much. I have. Six... Uh, you know, I can't. I can't blame you because I've done like a lot of those kind of things where you earn currency by not playing. Like when I remember when I was playing Xenoblade Chronicles X, you earn currency over time, but uh, you know you have to have the game on, obviously, right? If it's off, it's not to count. So I I would leave the game on overnight, and it turned out that the game senses that you're not doing anything. And doesn't stop giving you the currency after a while. So I had to kind of like rig the, the joystick so it's like going around in circles overnight. And then that game was on for like my my playtime of Xenoblade Chronicles X was very bloated. Because it was on overnight for like four days straight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I did I, a lot to beat that game in time. I will do. I will do. Like that is the perfect game. Like if I'm watching TV or something to boot up and let my characters level while I'm watching some TV. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah. But no, I want to max every character. I'm up to six now. Uh, I've got six level twenties. So really like that game. Didn't about 50 hours in it since it's been out. Uh, have you caught any of the combo breaker stuff for Injustice 2? No, no. I I watched a couple of the top level players play, and I don't really like where they're at right now. I mean, we discussed that already. You know, the the, the, the Sonic dead... Fox using Deadshot and Black yeah. Adam, like disgusting. Like the things that he was doing to people was like, how do you win against this? And you look at it, and you're like, what do you do? You know? Yeah, it's uh, I mean, well, it's not only that, but it's not fun to watch. Yeah, there's like just Deadshot shooting from full screen is kind of boring. No, I, you give me a good Black Canary player against like a good, I don't know, like Joker or somebody like that. Like that. I saw, uh, I saw General Grodd versus Poison Ivy, which was actually pretty cool. Yeah, that sounds like a good, that sounds like a yeah. fun match to watch because both of those characters are very unique and different. So, but yeah, Black Adam and and Deadshot seem to be the the cheese characters, and I. I don't like. According to that tier list, Supergirl's supposed to be best, but every Supergirl I saw play with, like, basically got murdered by those two characters. Yep. So I don't know. I don't. I don't like that. I I hope they fix that. Because mm. that's just that's not fun to watch. It's really not. The other realm has always had trouble getting the balancing right, and the first until the the first like big balance patch comes out. So hopefully they'll get those things fixed. Oh yeah, they'll they're going to continue to do things. So. I think they'll be fine. Mm. Uh, and I did play some Friday the 13th with a couple of people last night. Yeah, uh, tell us about that. That game doesn't feel finished. <laughs> um, first off, as, as most people know, that the servers are having huge issues uh, to the point where on certain platforms like Xbox One, you can do a, a search for quick play. And it'll just spin and spin and spin and spin. You'll never find a match. Um, luckily, you know, give it to Microsoft and their design of the looking for game system. You can still get into matches um, through using Xbox's matchmaking, not the game's matchmaking. Which is kind of sad. Um, so we just played some private matches. Just to kind of get a feel of what the game was. Um... And it's it's certainly unique. It's certainly got some really cool ideas to the game. Um, none of which it explains to you. There is zero tutorial in that game. Oh, okay. Um, a, a lot of what you learn is through, like, tips on the loading screen, which I think is a huge mistake because there's a lot more to it than just Jason's chasing you, you have to survive. Um, 
there are literally ways that you can escape. There's like four conditions that you can meet to escape from him killing you, um, which you can only see if you go into the game and happen to hit the back button to look at the map, and it'll say, hey, if you can find the fuse for the phone, you can call the police and the police will come and get you. Or you can find gasoline, a battery, and a car key, and you can get the car started and you can just leave. Um, it also doesn't explain to you the perk system. So as you play the game, you earn uh, these points that you can put into the different counselors and into Jason himself to give yourself new abilities. What kind of sucks about that is you level up the characters individually. Like each counselor has different perks. Like some of them are better at stealth, some of them are better at combat. Uh, and you can upgrade them individually, but you don't get to pick who you play when you jump into a game. Um, you can set a spawn preference of who you would prefer to spawn in the game as, uh, and it will try to do that, but who it spawns you in as is totally random. To the point where there was three of us playing, just kind of learning the games in the system, um, and two of us spawned as counselors, because always, somebody always spawns as Jason, and somebody mm-hmm. and the rest spawn as counselors. Um, to where two of us spawned as counselors, and we were both the same goddamn counselor. Could you not choose which counselor you wanted us to no, spawn No, no, it, sp- it just spawned you in randomly. Oh, okay. So you don't get to pick who you are uh, or or anything else. So let's say you level up a character, and you spend all your points in that one, and you don't spawn in as them. That kind of sucks. Yeah, that is kind of goofy. Yeah. Um, And some of the counselors are not unlocked until your player level reaches a certain limit. Because, of course, there's XP, and, of course, there's, you know, experience points. Right. So, but, yeah, that's... But there are some neat things in that game, like the... I do have to say the Jason teleport move is totally overpowered. um, (laughs) And it feels unfair. Because not only does it let him move really fast to your location, mm-hmm. it blurs the counselor's uh, vision. So it looks like a VHS tape that that's uh, tracking is off, which makes it impossible for them to run. Mm. So it's and he can grab you out of that motion, and essentially just kill you. It's very hard to win as a counselor in that game. <laughs> Is it? I mean, but then there's so many of you compared to Jason, right? So at least some of you will probably escape. It's very hard to meet the requirements to escape. Mm-hmm. Um, how how many maps are there? Three. Three. Okay. There's only three maps at the start, and they all they don't feel super different. <laughs> That's good. That's good. No, no, no. I said they don't. <laughs> they don't. Oh, okay. That's what they. They do. all feel like dark campgrounds with some buildings in them. Do they have different requirements or goals nope. to meet? They're all They're the, same the same goals. Yep. See, this this is why 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 I was surprised when you told me that there the game was also coming for the consoles. But this was clearly an early access game that is still in early access, but they just decided to release it. And then when you release that for consoles, it becomes much harder to pass. Like when you have a game on Steam, it's very very quick and easy for the developer to patch that shit. But when you put it on consoles. The patching process is elaborate. It's time-consuming. It sometimes even costs them money. So when you put out these incomplete games on consoles, and you're not a big developer or publisher studio, you're in for you're in for a lot of pain. So I, this seems like a wrong move by the developers in the front. Yeah, well, it's doing really well. There, <laughs> there's a ton of people playing it. 
Is there Drew said something otherwise about how he can't find any games? That's because of the servers. Oh, servers, okay. If you use Microsoft's matchmaking, there are thousands of games on Xbox One, and that is the least popular platform of this game. Thousands of games. So, I mean, I suppose the sales number speaks volumes, but from your assessment of the game... It feels uh, it like, it, it, like it, yeah. it doesn't sound like it's worth it at all. It feels like it needs a few more months in the oven for sure, mm. uh, and definitely. Th- th- I mean, there is legitimately no way to play it by yourself unless you're just matchmaking. You can't even matchmake unless you connect, which mm. Drew was having a super hard issue connecting last night, just to get in the game, not connect to a game. <laughs> to get to the main menu, he was having issues. Right. So. Yeah, that game's launching a little rough. I, I do think there's some really cool ideas in it, and it's something unique. Like, there's really nothing else like it, and I think mm-hmm. that's cool, and I hope they balance it and tweak it and fix it, and it becomes a great game. But right now, it's it's $40 for a game that's a little rough around the edges. You, uh, can, you, can, you can buy Overwatch for $40, so yeah. that's Come on, man. You better. <laughs> uh, come on, now. It's not fair to compare anybody to Blizzard. <laughs> They're too fucking good. You're, you're, you're right, of course. But, you know. <laughs> uh, I also did play Rhyme for review. Rhyme for review. Yeah, I, I heard people make comparisons to that game to like The Last Guardian. I wonder if that's true in any way. It's, a, it's the same style of game. It's a, it's a straight-ahead puzzle adventure game, you know, exploration. Mm. You, you, can, you can't really die. You can fail, but you can't really die. Because uh, even when you fail, it just spawns you right back to where you were. So it's really just a matter of watching an animation of something happen. Um, very beautiful world. Uh, I really like the art style, the direction of that game. Um, it does feel a little empty at times. There's not a lot going on. But I think mm-hmm. that's for a reason. I think that's by design. Um, puzzles are clever. Most of them involve perspective and shadows. Um, which is which is cool. There's definitely no hand-holding. There's no... It's almost to its detriment sometimes because there are certain areas that are very large. Um, and there was particularly one area where I got stuck and I had absolutely no idea how to get to. So there's like these three windmills that you have to um, release these blocks to put some clouds in the sky. And I really couldn't figure out how to get to the third one. Um, and eventually, like there's a little fox that you find at the beginning of the game and every now and then he'll kind of show up. And, and kind of hold your hand a little bit to show you which way to go. He'll bark at you and stuff. Um, and he kind of disappeared when I was looking for the third windmill. <laughs> so it took me a while to get, you know, to figure that particular puzzle out. Um, there's also definitely some obtuse things that, like, you look at it, you stare at it for 15, 20 minutes, and you're like, I don't, I don't get, what am I supposed to, and then all of a sudden you do it, and you're like, oh, I feel really stupid. So it has a lot of those kind of moments uh, in the puzzles. But there, it's good. It's fun. I definitely had a good time playing through it. Um, it's not a short game like those. It's 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 actually quite long. It's like, I believe, like 8 to 10 hours is what it took me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good. I, I really enjoy it. I definitely think it's worth the price. It's only 30 bucks. It's definitely worth it for that, you know, for the length of the the. The only thing I can say is I can't speak to the other versions. I've heard that the PC version is probably the best, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. 
but the console versions are inconsistent. The Xbox One version in particular has a lot of frame rate issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, luckily it's not a precision platform or a combat game, so it's not going to affect the game itself. It's just right. kind of annoying. Um, and from what I hear, the PS4 version doesn't stay locked to its frame rate, so it has a variable frame rate, so it's a little jarring at times. But yeah, that's that's probably my biggest gripe about that game, is that it just... Uh, to the point where I emailed PR, and I was like, before I write my review, are they going to patch this before it launches? what they say? Uh, nope. <laughs> nope. Mm. I was like, okay. I, I was like, I'm just being honest up front. I, I wanted to make sure before I started writing my review, because it wasn't out yet... Um, well, that that was actually kind of you to do because most people won't do that. I don't think. Yeah, I, I just, I, I mean, I wanted to be able to review it in its state on launch day, so I wanted to mm-hmm. know if on launch day there would be a patch. Because okay. if there's a patch on launch day, fair enough. Okay, that's what it's launching like. Okay, but it didn't launch that way, so yeah, I'm going to talk about the frame rate issues. They they're a problem. Yeah, that's fine. Uh. I think that's it. I'm sure I did play some other stuff, but, you know. As for what's coming out this week, uh, kind of a quiet week, one big release. But um, Locke's Quest is out this week. Uh, Perception, which is a horror game I keep hearing good things about. I saw someone stream a little bit of that, because, you know, I'm big into horror games. I looked into it. It's a game where you play you play as the, as a blind person, and yeah, you, you have a cane and you tap the ground and you get this kind of like daredevil sonar imaging thing going on, and it's like this uh, horror atmospheric, uh, this like tense kind of game. Mm-hmm. It seemed interesting. I'm not sure if I pick it up, but it seems to have some kind of uh, promise as far as the get the, the genre goes. So maybe if it goes on sale or something like that, I'll I'll look into it. Yep. Uh, Star Trek Bridge Crew. Oh, that's the VR game, right? Yep, that's out on PS4, I think, this week. Yeah. Uh, new expansion for Titanfall 2. I'm assuming that just means more maps for the multiplayer. Yeah, I, I hope Titan, Titanfall 2 is an excellent game, and I think it really deserves uh, a faithful following. So I, I hope they continue to grow that game, and I want more people to take notice of that game and how well it's evolved over time. And how well even it launched as well, because it was such a feature fill feature full game and also no season path. All these, you know, things have well, all the all the updates so far have been free, so it's very nice. Yeah, their DLC that is paid is strictly cosmetic stuff. Yep. Uh Victor Vran, the overkill edition is hitting consoles this week. I feel like this game gets released like every few months, you know, on something else or another. It's like, mm, okay. Yeah, it's it's a fun game. Um, I remember playing it on PC. It's a it's an interesting tower defense slash action RPG. It's a fun game. Uh, and the King of the Iron Fist returns this week. Tekken Seven. Damn right, uh, so. Ken. You you should have watched the combo breaker grand, like grand finals for this game. It was it was awesome. the The character diversity they had in the top eight, the uh, the kind of crazy combos and stuff like that they, that they were doing, and the the loser, the the guy that came from the losers uh, bracket, actually reset the bracket by winning the first set and then won won the whole thing, and it was pretty exciting. Uh, nice. Tekken Seven looks excellent. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. Um, 
the Tekken team is probably only only second to NetherRealm as far as single player content in their games. So I'm pretty excited to see what's packed into Tekken Tekken Seven. Not to mention, yeah. it looks beautiful. It does, man. The the addition of that slowdown mode when people are about to land that last hit to see who gets the last hit is so exciting. That's such a great idea. Yeah, and they've got like supers now, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I like their implementation of it because you don't see supers very often. In a set of a best of seven, maybe you'll see a super once because it doesn't. The way we use rage and uh, the super in general is not as crucial as it is in, let's say, something like a Street Fighter or like a Blaze Blue or Guilty Gear. So you don't, you you're not going to see people rely on that as much. But as another option, I think it's good. I I was kind of worried as a longtime Tekken fan. I've been playing Tekken since Tekken. Tekken 2, basically. Uh, I really got serious into Tekken and Tekken Tag Tournament in particular, but that's a story for another time. But because of that, you know how Soul Calibur has been kind of on a downward spiral, you know, with their, their gameplay additions? They also added a Super as well, but that didn't really do much to add to the actual game and then, you know, how that game plays. So I think for Tekken, they're doing it well. Yep. I'm excited to play it on Friday. Uh, also out this week, a game called Crossout. Know what that is? Uh, Tropico Five: The Complete Collection, whatever that means. Uh, Dragon Bros. All right. I don't. I don't know. I'm gonna uh, have to Google that one. Star Balls. <laughs> really? That's what it's called. Are are these these like Steam game names that you're talking about? No, are these, these are console. console this is coming to Xbox One. Star Balls. Star Balls. Star Balls. Uh, Thea, The Awakening. Okay. Uh, Tokyo 42. I've heard about this game for a while. I I don't know much about it, but I keep hearing about it. Um, that's out this week. Uh, Speedrunners, which is the first game in Games with Gold for June on Xbox One. I, I don't know. Sure. Um, what's coming out on Switch? Uh, Astro Duel Deluxe. Sure. I guess is Deluxe the keyword they're using for Switch? Is that the thing? No, no, it's not. That's the first. Wasn't it? Wasn't it Mario Kart Deluxe or something like that as well? Yeah, but that was Nintendo's name. Oh, before I forget, did anybody check out the Arms? Uh, Test Punch is that what they called it? You, you know, wait. Does Ryan have a switch? Oh, that's right. That? Nobody on the show has a switch. But yeah, me. nobody on the show has a switch except for you. Okay. Um, I can't. I. Arms is weird. I was going to talk about it. You I, can talk about I, it because it was a no, it was a demo, right? No. So I didn't wait. play the demo. Oh, okay. You played the full. Yeah, I, I pl- <laughs> that's so silly because if you had played only the demo, you'd be able to talk about it. Yeah, that's weird, but I didn't play the demo, and so I don't yeah. know what's in it compared to the actual game. So, uh, uh, I will say this: I, a lot of people on Twitter seem to really like it. Great switch. Switch really needs a head. Yeah. Uh, there's a 3DS game coming out called Of Mice and Sand. These game <laughs> names, man, I swear. It's hard to name things. It really is. It is. You're right. Every, every name has been taken, more or less. Yeah. 
Uh, PC fun names. Uh, how about Love Kami, the useless goddess? That sounds like a a cash in visual novel. Okay, I don't know for sure. Okay, okay, this one's good. This one's good. You ready for this? Wombat, I'll appreciate this one. Giant cop colon justice above all. <laughs> Uh, oh, that's man. that's pretty great. Oh, that was good. Did we lose Wombat? I think he muted no, himself. No, I'm here. Apparently, okay. I accidentally muted myself. Okay, yes. I was wondering why the you were. The only thing you missed me saying is giant cop. <laughs> I I feel like I missed out a lot then. Oh, <laughs> uh... holy shit! You know, giant cop justice above all looks awesome. Really? What is it? Is yeah. it... Is it it's about a, it's a giant a, cop? <laughs> it is about a giant cop, and guess what? It's a VR game. And you play as a giant cop in this city, and you can pick up pedestrians and shit with your hand. Oh, and you awesome. have you can throw, like, planes, and you have a giant gun. And okay. It looks kind of awesome. Throw planes? You throw planes! That sounds fantastic. Okay, I know I'm, this game looks pretty awesome. I'm in. I'm down. <laughs> you are the giant cop. Use your size to your advantage to explore the open world. Find hidden interactive objects and tower over the city, uncovering a criminal plot that threatens Micro City. Micro City. So, like, are you a giant, normal-looking police officer or, like, some sort of robot cop? I do believe you're a giant, normal-looking police officer. (laughs) Which is pretty awesome. Yeah, that's, uh... Yeah, this, I like the art style. the The idea that it's, it's a VR game. This game actually looks super fun. If oh. I had VR, I would totally pick this up. Okay, well, there, see, we we do oh. this, we do this all the time. All right, let's do some news. Man, there was a lot of news this week. There um, was. Wow, I'm gonna try to hit all of it. Far Cry Five was confirmed. Uh, it takes place in Montana. Apparently, follows like a crazy cult. A town full of people. This is going to be a touchy one. We'll see how it plays out. Uh, but it'll be out in February. You know, Outlast 2, I know you guys haven't played it, but as I said in the review, it has an extreme undertone for religion. One of the thing is, the one of the well, the two antagonistic forces or the factions in the game are these religious jealots, right? One is kind of like satanic. The other one is has like this really warped relationship with God. And that game didn't garner too much attention, even with all the crazy religious symbolism. And also, it may or may not deal with uh, priest child molestation. So, if you don't hear a lot of stuff about that, you know, as far as backlash goes from Outlast 2, maybe Far Cry 5 wouldn't matter too much. Well, but we'll see. The difference is, is Far Cry will sell. Out, uh, Outlast, I mean, Outlast is a, is a niche game. Like, a, a lot of people in the community really enjoy that game. But. Far Cry is kind of like a, a forward-facing, like super popular franchise. Yeah, that does sold millions, right? Like yeah. two, three millions per entry. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, the, that's the way it always works. The the more front-facing stuff. Like I mean, let's be fair. If anybody was going to complain about some things, it would be some of that creepy Japanese games where like twelve-year-old girls are running around in their underwear. It's like, oh man, that that one game that I played for you, Criminal Girls, yeah. literally had scenes where you were torturing the girls sexually. Yeah, yeah. And it's like nobody talked, no feminists brought that game up for their fucking laundry list of reasoning. I was like, 
It's right there! Yeah, Just that put game. that on the pedestal and put it up there. And it's like, no. It's because only 13 people bought it, and they're all very scary people. They, the, the game garnered a sequel in the stage can. Yeah. Apparently, it did well enough to get a sequel. Hey, so, I don't know. There's a lot of scary people out there, Jay. You're right. There's a lot of scary people out there. That's why I stay inside all the time. Yeah. Uh, speaking of baseball games, Super Mega Baseball 2 has a release date now. It's, uh, it's due out in September. I really like the first one. That's a fun game. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, speaking of release dates, Sonic Mania uh, has been, its release date apparently been outed, will be out in August according to Steam. Uh, release date was posted on Steam. So That's been in development for a long time for a 2D Sonic game, so I have high hopes. It's got both, doesn't it? Doesn't it have Classic Sonic and Dreamcast Sonic? I don't think so. I think maybe you're thinking about the new Sonic game. You might be right. I, I, I keep forgetting there's two of them. Yeah. Uh, according to reports, uh, IO Interactive will be sold without the Hitman franchise. So Square keeps Hitman? Yep. Square. Square's One of the reasons why Square got rid of IO is because Hitman didn't perform as well as they thought. Yeah, but Hitman is a huge IP, so I, okay. Hey, put 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 lightning in Hitman, I guess. Just do it, Square. Hey, fucking nerds. Hey, what? Nobody, nobody has ever accused Square Enix of having good business decisions. Damn, you're you're on the roll today of being right, Ken. I know, I know. It's just another day. It's just another day. Um, I forgot that Switch version of Super Street Fighter Two came out. Or Ultra Street Fighter 2. And the price is... $40! <laughs> that cracks me up every time I hear it. It sold, though. Uh, of course it did. It's on Switch. Everything sells on Switch right now. Yeah. yeah it hurts me because... Uh, it's such a hard game for me. Like, I'm writing my review for it as soon as uh, I test some more online because I wasn't going to put my review up before the online was up, even though a lot of sites did. Um... That is still, like, the best Street Fighter game. So, like, the fundamentals of that game is really fucking good. Oh, hold, hold up. Drew's not here, so I'll do this for him. I don't have El Forte, so it's not the best Street Fighter <laughs> game. So, that's for you, Drew. Okay. <laughs> Got your back, buddy. But it's just, it's it's such a fundamentally great game. But $40 for ah. a reskin. Ah. The first person Hadouken mode, though, man. That's yeah, you'll bonus. play it once and you're like, yeah, ah, okay. Okay. That game hurts me. Uh, speaking of the Switch, Monster Hunter Double Cross oh, is coming to the Switch. I'm not sure if you can hear it, but I am rubbing my hands yeah. vigorously. So Monster I'm glad Hunter. that's all you're rubbing. <laughs> well... For now, that's all he's got. There, there, there hasn't been an announcement of a U.S. release date, and when they say that, then you know there, you know there's a tissue box over here. Don't yeah. even worry about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I need that Nintendo Direct E3, man. I need it in my life right now. It's coming. Two weeks. Two yes. weeks, baby. Uh, the Nintendo Switch is is helping retailers. Uh, apparently Best Buy and Target both posted um, increases in profit because of the Switch. That's kind of crazy. Sure. 
I think sold a lot. It, it was the number one selling console again in April, uh, outselling PS4 and Xbox One, uh, which is kind of funny because the NES Classic also outsold the PS4 and Xbox One. Sure. And I don't know how. I don't didn't know there were that many NES Classics still laying around. I I still don't understand the appeal of the NES Classic, but sure, I don't, you know, that's popular culture for you. Hey, we can kill a prediction right now. Because Michelle Ancel has confirmed Beyond Good and Evil 2 is not going to be at E3. Oh, well. No, you know, Ubisoft delivering on their disappointments yearly. Ubisoft going Ubisoft. Sorry, I just did that. We we need we needed instead of Beyond Good and Evil Two, we needed that Mario Rabbids game. That's something. What that's that's what everyone's been asking for. Everyone's hey, been clamoring. Hey, hey, you're spoiling news. You're spoiling news. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Get a little sync tribute. Yeah, uh, I want to welcome a late bloomer to the show. Hey, coming late. Hey. You're late. Yeah, it's just a little bit late. Yeah. We brought you. we brought the British the British connection. John, and John I've got a different microphone on. So. Good, good, because I don't want to hear yeah. your beard. As much as I like your beard, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> you don't have to listen to it at night. On and on, it just constantly goes. Ah, I can imagine. Hey, your mic does actually sound better, John, so kudos. That's right. Thank you. Uh, we're in the middle of news, so you don't get to talk about video games. Sorry. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the calling... That uh, Hunger Games Battle Royale inspired video game. It's coming to Xbox One Preview. What do you mean, Player Unknown? No, no, that's a different game. Yeah. No, it's not. Is I it b- different though? Is it? I bet you the, twenty the, bucks. Those games are all very similar, but they're different. And Player Unknown has got the advantage like so much right now. I would now bet you twenty. I bet you twenty bucks that at E3, one of the console manufacturers has a has a early exclusive to that game. Oh yeah, uh, I would. I'd put money on that. Yeah. That'd be smart. I think probably Microsoft over Sony because Sony still has their own H1Z1 thing, right? Yeah, that's, that's, the same nah, exact that's not coming on, is it? I think Microsoft will do it because they can get away with game preview where Sony doesn't really have yeah. anything for that. Very true. But it does depend. I mean, we don't know how far deep, if anything, that is into console territory and development. So it depends if Sony comes along with a nice check. It don't matter. It don't matter. Game preview, have you played some of the games in there? Um, yeah, I did actually. I played um, uh, Long Dark, which might as well have been called The Long Wait, because yeah. that, after four years, is currently hitting like version one, I think, next month. Oh, good. So, good for them. Yeah, four years. Uh, Street Fighter V is getting a major update on May 30th, which will include the classic Vegas stage, and he can climb the fence. Nice. So, you'd be disappointed if they didn't have that in there, wouldn't you? I don't know. Be. I don't know if anybody would be disappointed because I'm not sure anybody's playing that game. Oh, stop! <laughs> sick band. Sorry, sorry. Oh, what else is going on? Lots of stuff going on. I'm just trying to get there. I'm trying to get there. Uh, Dragon's Dogma is coming back. Yeah, that it is. Uh, remaster for PS4 and Xbox One due out this year. 
I, I just kind of want a new Dragon's Dogma. I, I feel do. like yeah. this game has been really released too many <laughs> times too. already. I do too. Is but that game good? It's fucking amazing. I might pick it up. It's one of those things that I, it's like I, it passed me by uh, on PS3, and uh, I, it's been it's on like my Steam wish list because I'm waiting for it to drop in price. It never kind of does really, so I wonder if it would be a good time to jump into it with this remaster. I just want to know mm. one thing: Does it have the original intro song? I bet it doesn't. No, because D- Dark Arisen, Dark Arisen did not have the original mm-hmm. intro song, and it was. And that's the version they're doing, isn't it? It's going to yeah. be the Dark Arisen. Well, version. obviously they're going to do Dark Arisen because it's got Bitter Black Isle, the hardest fucking thing I've ever done in my life. Holy shit! <laughs> you actually finished that? Thing? No. Oh, okay. I was no. About to say, that's I did. was a level seventy something when I went over there, and I still got smoked. Oh, Xbox Game Pass launches this week as well. Uh, it is $10 a month, and the initial offering of games is good, but I already own them all, so it's definitely not for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I signed up for the, the free two-week trial, I thought I'd give it a shot, and it's not, it's not bad for an open offer, open an opening offering. Um, certainly lots of games I've played, but there's probably some in there that I wouldn't buy, but I would like to play. Like, I think I... Um, getting into my fondling i played some um what's that genie game yeah i played some of that and i wouldn't have bought it but that's quite fun you should was that the uh, the new one john no the pirate's curse pirate's curse yeah Yeah. so yeah i think it'd be good for uh, you know big games like halo and saints row and stuff I'm, i'm I've bought and I've played uh, Sunset Overdrive, things like that. But for those little sort of smaller games, I think this will be quite good. And I think we'll see more of those um, because of the type of service it is. So yeah, it'll be interesting. It's a good uh, price. So, I just want to know what what it's going to look like every month. And I, wa- I want to know how, if they're going to give you like warning that a game is coming off service, if it, if it can detect you've downloaded it, because... What you don't want is to be halfway through a mammoth game, you know, something like um, Saints Row. You know, if you want to really go hard on that, that can take you over 20 hours. You'd, what you don't want is it's drawn to the end of the month. It's going to get taken off and so you don't get a chance to complete it. So it'd be nice to know if they're going to alert you, if it knows you've got a game from that service downloaded in some sort of notification. And, yeah, how long are they going to last in there? Is it going to be one month? Is it going to be two, three? The Microsoft stuff I'm, is going to be in there. I should imagine for good, but it's the third party stuff that I'd, I'd like to see how they're going to manage that. I don't know. We'll see. It's it's launching. It's it's a solid launch. It's got a good selection mm. and it's ten bucks. That's pretty good. And it's certainly better than Sony's offering in streaming and almost double the price. Yeah, um, but that, I mean, to be fair, PlayStation now has a lot more games. It's just I don't like the idea of streaming. No, yeah. and I've I've tried it, and it's and it works relatively well. But again, if you have uh, a period of time where your internet connection isn't going great, or uh, you know this, oh, it just cuts out. You you're done, and that's that's daft. I I think for both services, it caters towards a crowd where let's say they're just kind of just just now starting to get into gaming, right? And they just picked up a brand new Xbox or brand new PS4, and they're wondering, okay, I want a sample. And play a lot of different games without spending a lot of money, and then at that point, PS Now and these Game Pass is perfect. So you put down imagine... that small investment, and then all of a sudden you have a whole library of games to choose from. 
I can imagine Microsoft doing some sort of bundle with you buy a, a console and it comes with a game and a month three of or month or three months something three of the game pass to give you that taster because they can then say you know the xbox scorpio comes with a hundred games to play um, out of the box kind of thing i, I can see that being a a, a nice Techni- technically point. accurate but yeah, well, well, yeah. Can, which is the best. You can put it on the yeah. box. Yeah. Can't you? you can put it on the box. But to be fair, another another downside of PlayStation now, it doesn't mm. have PS4 games. No, not yet anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, you could buy a new PS4 to play all those PS3 games. Mm. Uh, well, PS3 has a large library. No, 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 it does, but you don't buy a PS4 to play PS3 games. Just <laughs> you buy a PS3 for that. Hey, man, I wish my PS4 played PS3 You games. and me both. Get rid of okay. my PS3 completely. Uh, speaking of free games, Games with Gold for June 2017, Xbox One. We mentioned one earlier, Speedrunners, which is out on Thursday. Uh, the second half of the month will be Watch Dogs. Hmm. Yeah, that's how I feel, too. Uh, Assassin's Creed <laughs> Assassin's Creed 3 for Xbox 360 will go live on Thursday. And then the second half of the month, Dragon Age Origins. One of the best RPGs ever made. It's pretty good. Right. It's the golden age of Bioware. Yeah. We live it. And then all the DLC multiplayer stuff for Phantom Dust will also be available for free. I don't think I'll ever play that game. <laughs> Phantom Dust said DLC? Yeah. It was a multiplayer game. Really? Okay. Sure. Uh, Probably the most shocking news... Shocking! I can't believe it happened. Shocking! Red Dead Redemption Two was delayed till next year. <gasps> oh my god! <gasps> Said no one ever. I know, I, right? I've fainted. I've woken up. <laughs> oh man, that's just—I can't believe the words that are coming out of your mouth. It's, it's blasphemous. I—I I, I have to Google it because I don't believe you. I think you are a liar, Ken. I can't believe this happened. Oh yeah, yeah go check. It's, like, it's, it's, it's incredible. I got my I sources. Oh, sources, man. Yeah, yeah, you shot. Seriously, yeah, who who didn't see this coming? Come on, man. I mean, Come it's on. not as if they do this on a regular basis with every game they ever release, is it? Nah. All right, that kind that kind of sucks because 2017 is already like godlike as far as the gaming you go. If Red Dead 2 came out this year, it would have cemented it even further. Uh, I'm, uh, I, I'm quite glad. I mean, yeah, 2017 has been brilliant, but. It, it doesn't need Red Dead to be brilliant. You're right. You're right. It's 2018. I'm quite happy for that to to look forward to next year with so much good stuff already. I know we talk about this over the last few weeks, but it's been brilliant. And it looks like it's going to be just as awesome for the second half. Um, in actual fact, I'm kind of relieved because, you know, Red Dead took me 40 plus hours to complete. And this is going to be, uh, no doubt, just as big, if not bigger. John, I'm you're a new game to... plus a Persona Five. Let's not talk about hours here, okay? <laughs> I know, but <laughs> come on, man. I'm just, I'm just saying that having that game put on the back burner to next year, I'm, man. I, you know, and again, it makes 2018 look amazing as well. It does. Good start. Hey, there's a Mario slash Rabbits crossover game coming. Hell yeah! Who asked for this? <laughs> I Rabbids. never asked for this. Rabbids, maybe? Ubisoft? It looks cool! Ubisoft? I'm not gonna lie! They gave Mario Princess Peach guns and shit? It's like, why? Why not? Why are you doing this? It's edgy, it's edgy, alright? 
I don't think it did. Have you seen the screenshots? That ain't edgy. No, I'm just joking. They're probably going to shoot each other with, like, fucking water guns or something. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't. Um, I, you know what? I, I know I, I have nothing. I have absolutely right. Anyone here no. played a Rabbids game before? Yeah. I um, played one on the Wii. Yeah. Okay, how was it? That's fine. It's okay. Yeah, it's fine. It's okay. Okay, I've never yeah. played one, so I don't know, but they just seem kind of. As, as long as you know what you're going in for. Okay. Yeah. They're fine. It's okay. Yeah. Fine. But, it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't the best game I've ever played, but it's no, good. It's it's exactly what it was advertised to be. Yeah. So it wasn't Breath of the Wild, right? Right. Was it's it? better. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the end of an era. It's happened. The very last Nintendo Wii U game launched this week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. I know which one it was as well. Darksiders yes, War Mastered Edition <laughs> is available for the Wii U. It is the last game available on the Wii U. It'll yeah. probably sell as well as the first one. First game that came out. I don't oh, know. Makes me he, sad. I can only think that they this has been in development uh, to such a length that they might as well have put it out because they'd gone so far in development before that thing shit the bed. I don't know. Shit the bed. Hmm. Uh, sorry, I'm still digging through the news. I know there was more. I was trying to remember what it was. Uh, I have some stuff if you if you're kind of dry right now. Oh, uh, go. Uh, <laughs> hey. <laughs> if you're feeling a little dry. If I'm feeling a little dry, that's nobody's business but mine. <laughs> Law, okay, uh, I, I, lawbreakers. This is not this is not big news to most people, but it's big news to me because I've been following this series for ages. Uh, East Eight, uh, Lacrimosa of Dana or Dana, or whatever, arrives in North America on September 12th. That's from uh, Nisa as well. Uh, Xseed lost uh, the publishing rights for uh, East, which is a bummer for them. But I like Nisa as well, so I'm happy that they got it. Hopefully, they do uh, the series justice. And this is the first game that's going to be on the PS4 as well as the Vita. And uh, it's like one of my most highly anticipated games. It's also coming out in the same month as Danganronpa 3, which is also published by Nisa. So this is the, the one-two punch from Nisa in September. Excellent. Looking forward to it. Uh, Lawbreakers is coming to PS4. That game hasn't been in development and, and beta for a long time, huh? Yep. It's uh, launching this year. It'll be twenty nine ninety nine. It's coming to PS4 and PC. Mm. So there you go. Did- you think that game has a market right now? I don't know. Um, that and Quake Champions, I'm interested to see how they do. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yes, this is rough. It feels like the the first person shooter is kind of dominated by Overwatch right now, and on the on the uh, was it on PC? It's dominated by Counter Strike and Overwatch, and everything else in between kind of gets eaten alive by those two giants. So. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. I believe that's all I have for news. <clears throat> Excuse me. I uh, do have some emails. Okay. Uh, we have an email from somebody we I have not seen this email address before. So this must be a new person. So welcome. Uh, it says his name is Sajad. I'm, I hope I'm saying that right. He specifically says in the email the J's are not silent. <laughs> so uh, he says, hello. Sajad again here. Or sorry, Shazad, 
I can't speak. <laughs> so Jad here, and I wanted to ask you guys something I wasn't sure all gamers dealt with, or if it was just me. Since I was a kid, 99% of my activity after school was uh, to come home and play video games between my Genesis, SNES, and Game Boy. I tried to squeeze whatever amount of gaming I could before my parents came home and made me shut the console off so that I could finish my homework. Uh, now in my late 20s, I find myself even more engrossed in gaming as a hobby and measure my time after work and hours that I have towards completing my backlog. 2017 has been exceptionally tough, uh, but also a, a joy as I come home straight after work and hop on my consoles to finish up whatever the latest game, uh, whatever g- latest game is the latest craze, whether it be an indie platformer or a 100-hour-plus JRPG. However, the more time I spend on games, I can't help but feel a sort of nagging guilt that I'm not utilizing my time more properly, i.e. learning a new job skill or going out to meet new people, etc. I don't know what to do because I love video games and I could spend days upon days doing nothing but staying home and playing them, but I also wonder if it's something that's holding me back from doing better uh, things in life. Uh, my question to you guys is how do you cope with your love for gaming in your free time? With all the open-world 40-plus-hour games that have come out recently, do you find yourself torn between giving up time with family, friends, etc., or are you better with time management than myself and have learned to deal with it properly? If so, does it not bother you as a gamer that the time you're spending doing things outside from gaming is keeping you from experiencing a truly amazing game that came out, uh, but you don't have time for? Or do you just make sacrifices as to what sort of games you will pass on forever? Not because it's not worth the time, but for the sake of spending time, spending more time with family and others. I've been thinking about this more as I get older, and I don't know how to balance the two without sacrificing the other to a great extent. Love the show. Keep rocking, guys. Ooh. So, here's what I'd tell you. Um, life's about prioritization, and you only have a set number of time, or a set amount of hours in every day. And you just got to make the decision as to what the most important things are to you and invest the time there. Um, and, you know, the, as you get older, I mean, for me, games fell down the priority list. And uh, I just came to grips with the fact that I wasn't going to be able to play everything. Uh, and I definitely wasn't going to be able to play everything the day it came out. So I just prioritize the games that I play. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think you pretty much nailed it. Basically, so um, to me, I, I'm you know I'm not in like a relationship. I don't I'm not married. You know, I don't have kids and stuff like that, like uh, Ryan and Ken. Um, so I don't have to worry about that as much. But I do feel that I neglect some of my like relationships, friends, and all that jazz. And I do feel also that I could be, you know, getting more certifications, like tech certifications than I already have. I could be learning new skills and stuff like that. But to me, gaming is more than just like a hobby to me. It's it's a great passion of mine. It's my greatest passion in life. So to me, when I play games, I don't think about all the things that I'm missing out on. I'm kind of in that moment. I'm enjoying what I'm doing. And I'm really just kind of taking in that, uh, taking in every, the, the experience of it all. But I do have a feeling that back when, like, when I had more time back in, you know, like the college or high school days, I would basically try everything uh, that I could the, the, day, the day that it came out, even if it looked only a little uh, interesting to me. But I'm at the point where I'm being much more selective with the games that I want to play. And I'm okay with not finishing games as well. For example, I'll play a bunch of different indie games that pique my interest. And uh, I'll get a feel for them. 
but I'll be like, yeah, okay, this game is cool, but I don't like it enough to continue to play it, and I'm okay with that. I got a taste, and also I want to talk about it in the podcast and kind of give people idea of what they might enjoy, so that's why I do that. But I'm okay with never finishing that game. It's fine to me. Uh, but at the at the end of the day, you know, just Ryan just you know put it perfectly. You have priorities. You make time for what's important to you. But if you're in that moment that you make that choice to enjoy these games, which clearly sound like from what you've written, uh, sound like a passion to you, something that you really love, don't feel bad about it. You know, that's the choice that you've made. You're not wasting time. You're growing as an individual still through the experiences, and playing a game is an experience still just like any other. So don't feel cheated. Don't feel bad about spending your time playing games. As long as you keep your responsibilities in order, you keep your life straight, you're fine. Enjoy. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Wombat, you're probably going to appreciate this email uh, the most with me next. And I hope you're prepared for this. I've been kind of perusing this email since we started this conversation. And I hope you're ready for this. This comes from Henrik. The email oh, is gosh. entitled May 2007. Oh, man. Okay. I started listening to the best gaming podcast out there. Guys, What's it called? <laughs> yeah, can we? Guys, I'm getting on that action. Guys, I've been, I've been hearing your voices in my head for 10 years. Pretty crazy. You asked rhetorically last podcast if anyone has been there from the start. And I'd say I'm one of uh, one of the quite few. I think poor, the, poor bastard. I think the first wow. episode for me was number 23, so I'll call it close enough. That's pretty close. Uh, That's pretty darn close. By the way, I think it was Mookie who sent the pretty long email a month ago. So, Ken, are you ready for a fucking novel? You are? Great. Here we go. Man, there's been up and downs in the past decade listening to you and your gaming experiences. I've been disagreeing and agreeing with all of your opinions from the start, as you all have quite a wide spectrum of gaming expertise. I found it refreshing as so many gaming sites and journalists often have a specific agenda, be it clicks or likes. Listening to you guys talk, I quickly realized that you didn't give a flying fidget spinner about that. Yes, I use it as a swear word, as it is totally useless junk. Yeah, it's probably about right. Uh, this podcast was exactly what I needed. Regular guys who happen to review games on a hobby basis, giving their honest opinions, not being afraid of rubbing the developer the wrong way. A lot has changed over the years. As far as the podcast goes, the structure has been tweaked. Different segments have been tried out and disregarded. Poor Killer Wolverine's Weekly Dirt R.I.P. Oh my god, is he still alive? <laughs> uh, the crew has been expanded. Why do, you think the, why do you think the radio announcer guy stopped talking? Yeah. yeah. There's no more Killer Wolverine's Weekly Dirt. Uh, oh, that takes me back. Yeah, the crew, has, the crew has been expanded. Even the theme songs have been changed, although the current ones have seen quite some mileage by now. However, your in, uh, However, your inside opinions, humor, and overall informality of keeping things lighthearted is pretty much the same as it was all those years ago. I think it is what keeps so many of us listening. It is somehow absurd yet uh, very mundane how the podcasts have stayed with us and me through so many everyday changes over time. Some of you have gotten married, kids, houses, new Samsungs, endless trophies and achievements. Uh, memes have been created even before memes were a thing. The Jason Petto van came out, came about in the N4G <laughs> question section. Uh, not forgetting the sports coat dance, of course. Man, what an absolute excellent gift someone made of that. <laughs> I'll come back to memory lane in a bit. 
uh, I'd just like to share the counterpart of this two-sided relationship that is the podcast. Although we hear every week about your life and life changes, the other side, the listeners, have alterations in their lives as well. I started listening to you guys when I was 16, going to what you'd call high school. College? I never can figure out your system anyway. Uh, I had no plans for what I was going to do. I just like playing video games on my spare time. Fast forward 10 years, I'm 26, have a master's degree in sociocultural anthropology from Durham Uni. Thanks again for participating in that, by the way. Uh, Several relationships on my belt. Uh, Some good, some bad. I currently have a job working with something totally unrelated to my field of study because of the job shortage in Norway at the moment. Fantastic. But all those things are somewhat distant to me because one element that stayed the same is the love for video games. There's two reasons for that. One for one being my brother, Captain Reddit, as he has always been like-minded gamer as myself. Uh, the other being you guys. You've been with me every Monday for ten years with gaming suggestions, with glowing or scathing reviews, with actual care for games. I still remember my first question to the podcast. Have you guys ever been bullied because you're playing video games? Uh, I think it was a rough period in my life at the time, but you were, were super uh, super positive and supportive, which is why I kept posting questions and opinions. This segment, by the way, of indirectly interacting with the audience is a stroke of genius. I've tried some other gaming podcasts from bigger sites like IGN, etc., but they all lack the aspect of engaging with their audience, which I find super important. I think this podcast has got what most podcasts miss, which is soul. When other podcasts disregard the listeners, they do themselves a disservice, People are fucking funny. <laughs> Just look at Lorcara or uh, Eorcara or however he spells it, but I digress. <clears throat> I just like to thank you guys so much as you've really become a big part of my life, as I do pay attention to your opinions first before any other gaming media. I trust your judgments more than some of my friends. I mean, I would never, I would never have even heard of Catherine if it weren't for you guys. Kingdoms of Amalur became my game of the year. It launched because you talked about the brilliant battle mechanics. I went back and tried Demon Souls because Drew said it was amazing. And now I've played all the Soulsborne games. Thank you. And now, for memory lane. We have the pretty common ones. The Princess of Canada. <laughs> <laughs> I always forget about the Princess of Canada. <laughs> oh, I, I can remember because that was when I first started. Yep. Hearing on the show, that was that was funny. Pokemon, uh, announcer guy, Killer Wolverine's Weekly Dirt, Puzzle Quest. How does how does that live? How does that live so long? I don't um, know. Uh, prostate milk. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, Samsung, twelve point seven, and ninjas got him. <laughs> Uh, ones that are seldom mentioned uh, are the soundboards. Man, what a time! The Arnold soundboard, so freaking funny. And when MG- oh, so annoying. Uh, when MGS4 was about to be released, you could barely get a word in about anything before it turned into Alakon, Meryl, Metal Gear, Meryl. Not to mention if something was on the PSP, Intense Whisper, PSP, PSP. Uh, one I remember, but I don't think anyone else does. Uh, when we used to post questions on N4G before Twitter, there was a user named DeHalo Fiend. He was quite active on the forums, but went quiet when Twitter rolled around. I think he tweeted once. He had some good questions. If you're out there, DeHalo Fiend, your service is not forgotten, mate. Um, another obscure one. Jason got fucking mad once. 
A poor listener wrote in explaining that he's seen Jason in a mall or something, but he was scared to say hello. Jason freaked out and called him out for stalking him. What? Really? really? I don't remember this. Yeah, you don't remember this? I, don't, I really don't. Oh, yeah, don't... he like he sent in a, he sent in a message saying he was watching him from across the the store or oh, whatever, but he was too afraid to go up and say hi. You don't remember that? No, I don't remember this. It was like the creepiest experience of my life. Whoa! Uh, he said it was kind of uncomfortable for all parties at the time. The tension in the room was high. It really stuck in my mind. Wow! Oh. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, I can't believe you don't remember that. It was like a um, yeah, that was a weird that was a weird situation. Yeah, I, I don't know why I don't remember that. Uh, one more recent, but it went away too quickly, in my opinion. Drewcifer, bring back the vampire, Drew. Uh, or how about Numb Thumb Gaming, John? Say hi to Cal for me. Wow, that, yeah. Jesus. There you go. That got me on this road. Uh, the infamous Lost Episode 100. 100, right? Yes, it was episode one hundred. Yes, it was episode one hundred. No, nobody. We don't nobody. No, nobody. Uh, shout outs. It was a cool little segment where I got suggest where I got some suggestions for other podcasts. Incidentally, Numb Thumb and the miserable Brit that came with it. <laughs> uh, man, there are too many to count. Anyway, have a nice one, boys. P.S. Quick shout out to my boy Sniper Lion. What's up, Irik? Damn. Whew. Thank you for that, that, man. That was big old email. Yeah, I'm tired after reading it. I will say yeah, that was great though, because I the, the funny thing is, like, you know, I'm the newest addition to the show, so I have no idea what you guys are talking about except for the, the prostate milk thing. But I mean, <laughs> <laughs> all the other stuff you guys are talking about, like the, all the little segments that you guys had, like the whatever the the soundboard and all that stuff, yeah. I wasn't there for that. So it kind of makes me interested to uh, go back and listen to the old shows, maybe. I'm sorry. Nah, don't. It, 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 yeah, they weren't that good. The only one, <laughs> the one that I miss, and I really wanted to make it go forward. I wanted to get to the point where somebody like drew us a picture, so we could have like a like a cartoon version of it. Was the the Evangeline? <laughs> 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 oh God, I miss that so much. Oh, the Evangeline! Repent, repent, and be saved. <laughs> 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 it was it was a conversation we were having with Gambus because he was calling it Evangelion. Uh-huh. And I told him, I was like, isn't it pronounced Evangelion? And then Ryan broke off into the cowardly lion being a televangelist. And it was just one of the greatest things I'd ever heard in my life. Put your hand on the TV and you'll be healed. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to pass around the collection plate. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's pretty fun. Oh, God, that was my favorite. Yeah. Uh, okay, one more email. This comes from Antonio. It says, even though I'm not a fighting game fanatic, Injustice 2 is most likely going down in my top five games this year. <clears throat> my main fighter is Harley Quinn, who I've gotten to level 20. Uh, the amount of time I've spent customizing her loadouts and carefully sorting out which gear to regenerate is ridiculous. By the time you read this, I will have either leveled up Flash or Black Canary. <clears throat> you know you're in love with the game when you constantly think about it when you're not playing it. I figure there will be no show this Memorial Day weekend. Haha, ha, you are wrong. Uh, so this will be old news to you guys. But my condolences to John and his fellow countrymen and women. Was that about? Thank you. Okay. Uh, uh, that's just the world we live in now, unfortunately. Uh, by the way, yeah. I just bought a PlayStation shirt with the logo on it and PlayStation written in Japanese because why not? 
And yes, I will be wearing it on the day of the E3 press conferences. I'm just a Sony fanboy all around, but I don't trash other systems or their games as I've owned many of these uh, past generations except this gen. A level-headed fanboy? Yes, we exist. It's a, it's a good time to be a Sony fan, man. They are they are winning hardcore right now. Yep, and I hope they continue to pump out the good stuff because it's been good stuff. It has. Oh, man, my voice is going after that email. <laughs> You need a drink, man. Eh? Jesus. And after laughing at the Evangelion. Oh, still my favorite. Oh. Praise be to you. <laughs> uh, so. You got a picture like a giant cartoon lion with long robes. Hell yeah. And some, like, gold in the robes. For some reason, I always picture him as Tenderheart from the Care Bears, but wearing, like, an evangelist robe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, speaking of which, the, the Mookie's tweeting about John's noises, which we can now hear. Uh, not, not anymore. Well, I can hear the yeah. wind blowing. That's not, I'm indoors. I'm indoors. It's not the do you, do you breathe through your mouth, John? <laughs> I'm not some dirty mouth breather. Because <laughs> that's what it sounds like. It sounds like... <sighs> that's what it sounds like to me, I don't know. Uh, Never uh, happy. It's, nope. It's, wait, it's, it's stopped. For now. Adam good. from NZ wants to know, I also don't know much about Star Trek, so which character is the <clears> biggest <throat> dick? That character would be Jay. Wow. <laughs> Accurate. Sure. I'm okay. Oh, god damn it. Uh, Blue Apple Blue just says Ramadan Kareem. Anybody know? Nope. Uh, no. Some kind of a greeting, maybe? I don't know. Okay. And I'm just curious, because I don't know. So... Uh, Chad says, out of all the rumors for AC Origins, one I find the most interesting is it will use the Nemesis system for a slave revolution. Uh, love the Nemesis system. Hmm. That might be cool. I would be very shocked if somebody didn't copy that system at some point. Well, it's... thing is, it might look a bit old hat now that the new one is coming out before that with a newer updated Nemesis system, so I don't know. That's true. Mm. That's August, isn't it, that um, Shadows of War? Yeah, Shadows of War, I believe, is in August, which that's when Scorpio should launch. Just saying. No, I don't think so. Should. Bookie says, Puzzle Quest. God damn it. <laughs> and there you have it. Dude was on, like, two shows, man. Two shows. All it takes. Oh, I still like Jeff, though. He was a good kid. Uh, Dustin says, played Drawn to Death. I like the style and the tutorial was fun. Uh, then I tried to go online. That game is dead. Should have had a single player. <laughs> yeah, that's why it was free. I they couldn't even sell it. I, didn't, I only played it once, and it put me against two other people in an unfair match. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Uh, he also says, I see Red Dead was delayed to 2018. Guess they were scared of sharing a holiday release with Mario. Ha ha. <laughs> Rock, Rockstar no. ain't afraid of nobody. I'll tell <laughs> nope. you that much. Rockstar ain't afraid of shit. Yeah, people are afraid of Rockstar, okay? That's just how that goes. To be fair, I'm very surprised that they 
delayed it instead of just telling us all that 2017 is extended by uh, six months so it can have it before the end of the year because that's how powerful they are. <laughs> We've got a lot of influence. Uh, he says, there's a Hand of Fate board game on Kickstarter. It looks fun. I like the premise of the game. Now I can do it with friends. This is this is a Drew comment. Drew liked Hand of Fate. Yeah. I, I heard the Dark Souls board <laughs> game got green, well, uh, kickstarted in one day. Didn't they also do a, uh, oh, God, what's the name of that? Deadly Premonition board game? They did. Yeah, they did. Board games. Yeah. The future sure. of video games. Any game? The shoots and ladders version. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't played a full board game. I mean, full because I we've started many many a board game over the years, but we've never finished one uh, in like in like a decade. The best board games they're not really board games to me. They're like those, um, oh, like you play with a bunch of people and uh, you split up into teams. Like the one where you got to say a word, but you can't use certain other words. What's that called? Uh, taboo. Yeah, yeah, that one. Like those are the most fun for me. Like when people get together. I like like uh, apples to apples. Or yeah, yeah. That's we a good have one. a we have a really we have a really great game that's called. Um, oh, uh, utter nonsense! Um, where you have phrase cards and then you have an accent card, <laughs> and the accent card gets played at the beginning of the round. And uh, everybody has to take turns picking a phrase from their hand to read in that accent. And uh, so one person sort of votes on whose was the funniest, and that's the person that wins the card and gets to be the judge the next round. It's have, a lot of fun. Do you ever lose that? Do you ever lose that game, Ryan? Yeah, because it's not about best accents. It's about uh, <laughs> who's the funniest. Oh, right. the call nice. Oh, yeah. We had this one game, I can never remember the name of it, but, like, it came with, like, a set of Play-Doh and pencils, and, like, there were different sections you had to do. Like, one of them you had to sculpt something and get your partner to guess it. Another one you had yeah, to draw. Yeah, what's that called? Ah, we used to play the crap out of that game. It was super fun. I can't remember what it's called now. I know exactly what game you're talking about, and I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, we used to play that a lot. That one was super fun. Uh, he also says we need a mid-year game of the year list. God, we keep getting requests for this. I don't know. We still got another month of half nah, a year be, left. <laughs> because June, June's going to be all about the E3, so I don't think we're going to have a mid-game of the yeah, year. Yeah, E3 is going to be a busy time. It is. Uh, so next, that's next week is our predictions, isn't it? Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. if we don't do it next week, we miss out on Microsoft, because that'll be ahead of us. Yeah, so, Microsoft, Bethesda. So yeah. Which is good, because I'm... I'm off next week, so I can actually be here for the full show. I'm not at work that day. So. No, guys, it's always good when people show up. Dude. Uh, Look, I, I warned you at least. <laughs> you and everybody else this morning. God damn and it! And I come home from work, and I come on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dedication, better than, better than dedication. Uh, Final Fantasy 14 has a lot of changes coming with the new expansion. I'm excited to check it out and try out RDM. <sighs> I can't go back to this game anymore. I can't. I can't. Stormblood. You to, but you can't. Uh, they, they'll, they'll probably send you another six-month code and, not, uh, copy of the game. I don't know. I'm not doing any more. No more. <laughs> <sighs> That's quite time, June, isn't it? Not much out. Yeah, You'll be I got, fine. I got plenty of backlog. 
plenty of no, there's pl- there's plenty of stuff coming out in June. Yeah, I yeah, there's still that. there's still stuff coming. There's always stuff coming. Everybody, oh, was I missed like, this. What's out new this week? I missed that. Tekken Seven, King of the Iron Is it this yes. week? Yes. No. Oh, this week. Yep. This week. It's out on Friday. Holy crap! Yeah. I right. thought that was June. It is. June is Friday. Oh, crap, it June is June. this week, <laughs> idiot. Oh, my God. Where the hell is this year going? Jeez. Yeah. Oh, God, someone shoot me. It's like we Christmas soon. Uh, too bad that that backpack kid from SNL wasn't earlier this year. It could have been a good dancey moat for Overwatch. I haven't seen this. What is this? I haven't seen it either. No idea. We, we don't know gas and elevator. Jet, jetpack kid? Backpack. 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 Uh, Tate says, found out I can use my AI loadouts in the multiverse. Now I can beat bosses I couldn't myself. Feel kind of bad, but helps so much. <laughs> yeah. You can totally do that. It's great. Do what? You can you can set up AI loadouts in Injustice and have them power level and beat multiverse events for you. It's great. Okay. Fucking free loot boxes all day long. Ah, Dustin says Final Fantasy XI was free this uh, last week. That game was hard as hell, but it's fun to go back with all the changes they made to solo it. I haven't played Final Fantasy XI since the PS2 was relevant. Wait, the servers for that game are still running? Hell yeah, they're still running. Wow. That game's huge. Hmm. Uh, Here's something we forgot to talk about, but he says the Castlevania trailer looks good. It does. Oh, it does look super cool. Yeah. Yeah. A real nice art style to it. Real. Pays homage to its origins, I think. Looks real cool. If you guys watch uh, Vampire Hunter D. Yeah, the original. I saw the original. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the vibe that I'm coming from Castlevania. That's the vibe we need I'm, Castlevania. I'm a hundred percent okay with that vibe. <laughs> yeah, me too. That gritty, bloody vibe. And it's awesome. soon. It's like really soon. It's uh, July seventeenth. Yes, it? that is not yeah. that far away. No, nope. Netflix nope. is killing it, man. Like with all these mm-hmm. original shows and comedy specials and movies and series. And I also just watched uh, Blame as well. The the Netflix oh, is that original good? movie. It, it's okay. The animation and everything looks really nice, but I think it misses some of the points from uh, the manga because it's kind of set up to be like a prequel to the manga series, so it's pretty oh, cool. I, I don't know about the series. Uh, the, I just saw it, it came up on my notifications on the app. Yeah, it, it's, visually speaking, it's beautiful. It's got some really cool things going on. Motherfucker, they mm-hmm. added Supernatural Season 12. I love this CW deal that they have because the shows hit Netflix a week after they end. So like mm-hmm. next week Arrow is hitting, and it, it that's just awesome. Oh, so, speaking of the guy of uh, Arrow, the the guy that plays Green Arrow Stephen actually Mell. went to yeah yeah, yeah the, actually went to like a Ninja Master or one of those like uh, Ninja Warrior Ninja Warrior yeah yeah right yeah. you know you know about the story right yeah it was awesome he yeah did he, a fantastic he, job. he did he finished the whole thing and then won a bunch of money for charity and I was like wow. The guy that plays a superhero actually does something heroic. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, well, he that's does, actually though. exciting. He's he's um he's a little bit different than most of your su- superhero show actors, though. Like he does most yeah. of his own stunts. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in the he, WWE too, right? He does a lot of cross promotion well, with them. He 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 was there once. Um, okay. He does a lot of cross promotion with them, but he's he was he went there once for a big show. That's cool. Um, 
But he, uh, I mean, the, the dude is in ridiculous shape. And if you watch his training regimen, mm-hmm. um, it's insane. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he's um, he's 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 a different breed of superhero show or movie actor. Uh, Ken, maybe you can answer this. Um, are they gonna implement or add the Arrow? to one of the DC movies at all? Maybe the Justice League or anything like that coming up? Green Arrow is coming, I think. Um, but it won't be him. <sighs> I really so hate stupid. that, man. Yeah, I don't I don't he, like that. Like, he lobbied for uh, Grant Gustin to be the Flash in the Justice League movie. He should have been. Yeah, but the, the DC, DC, for some reason, is wanting to keep their TV and movie separate, which I don't understand at all. It doesn't make any sense. That's, that's the, some of the dumbest decisions they can possibly yep. make. You would, it's you confusing. would think they would want to integrate those universes as much as possible, yeah. and especially considering those CW shows have a huge following. Yeah, they're really good. Like Most yeah. of them are really good. So. But I guess by keeping them separate, because they, they do have a huge following, you can keep anything that happens in the movies away from the TV show and vice versa. So uh, maybe that's the reasoning. And also the fact that no offense to either Grant Gustin or, or Stephen Amell, but you know, we're talking about multi-million dollar movies that they want. Maybe a, a names that are a little bit bigger. Yeah. But who'd um, ever heard of the kid that plays the flash? No, um, he's quite popular. I've, I've not, but apparently he has been in a couple of films that I haven't, an interest in otherwise i've seen them but um, i think the main thing is is that anything that happens in the tv won't be reflected in the the films and vice versa by having the same actors even if it's a different universe that just leads to more confusion maybe it's the only reason i could think because i think both uh, both of those guys do incredibly well playing those characters yeah i don't know the only thing i can think of is that you know, the Arrowverse existed long before they started making these movies. And all of that stuff has somehow tied in. And I don't know that the stories they were trying to tell in the movies match up with them or could have crossed over. I don't like it. Mm. And I'm a huge DC fan. I would have loved to have had the TV shows, you know, cross over into the movies. I think that, like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. does a real good job of that. Um, mm. But I, I, I get why they did it. But I don't have to like it. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, Tate also says my gripes with injustice: source crystals are given in a very small sums and take forever to farm. Feels like they want you to buy them. But well, yeah, yeah. That's microtransactions and full price games never settle right for me. But uh, what what the game does, or what that does sometimes, or rather, what it should do is it should incentivize the developers to keep adding free content that's not cosmetic for the players to enjoy. So it'll give the game a, a bit more lasting, you know, lasting appeal, a bit more longevity, so they can get more bang for your buck, more or less. So you kind of benefit from, from the people that are buying these microtransaction items uh, while, you know, you don't have to personally have to pay. Like, for example, Overwatch does the whole loot box thing. Uh, I actually, well, I can't say that I never bought loot boxes because I have paid for them now because I've, I've given them away as gifts. But uh, because of that, because of all these people that are spending a lot of money, and whales are what they're called, the uh, people that spend a lot of money on free to play or like the microtransactions and these kinds of things, they pay a lot of money so that you can keep playing and they can, developers can keep adding content. So there is a positive and negative side to this, and it's, it's kind of hard to grasp the both sides. Yeah, the source crystals haven't bothered me yet because 
I think the only things they're used for are for power leveling a character, or I forget what the other use for them is, but I don't I don't use them. Oh, they're used for unlocking premium skins, which is which is just cosmetic stuff. So it it hasn't bothered me yet. I do not like that you can't get those premium skins without source crystals. I don't like that. Um, I wish there was another way you could get them. But other than that, it it that that part doesn't bother me because I get so much other crap in that game. Um, Dustin says, "Oh yeah, I played Arms on Friday, and that game isn't fun. Motion control is garbage, and even the gamepad control isn't great. Uh, I can't see Arms having any high level of play in tournaments. I literally sp- spammed grab and got a couple of perfects, and volleyball was lame." Uh, never underestimate the competitive scene is what I'll tell you, man. Because I had the unfortunate thing because I used to play Smash Brothers, right? And I played that for casual. I played that for fun. And when I played that game, the way the mechanics works, and I was like, oh, this game can't possibly have a competitive scene. And now it has one of the most biggest competitive scenes ever. So there's hidden depth to these games that you might not get uh, right off the bat. So it's it's very devious in in that way. I expect ARMS to... Like I said before, it's going to be like Pokémon, where there's going to be people interested, people that's going to be playing it. But it's not going to get as, you know, obviously as huge as the mainstay uh, fighting games. But I expect it to have a lot of depth and uh, be pretty interesting to watch, like the high competitive side of it. Yeah, I don't I don't know. It's I, I guess I never looked at that game as a fighting game competitive scene. <laughs> I just looked at it as like a, I don't know, a fun Everything little... is esports nowadays, Ken. Esports 420 no scope, yeah. bitch. <laughs> anyway, uh, Sean says, did y'all ever check if you got those extra loot boxes and injustice with each game shut down restart on the guild page? I'm still getting them. You all are a lucky man. I'm not. I never got any extra boxes. Um, when I log in, I get my normal boxes. You must have hit a glitch. So keep loading up boxes, man. Finally, Nivak wants to send a special message to John. I've just seen it. He says, Arsenal won a real trophy, unlike United. Yeah. Why don't you keep that next to all the other trophies you won this year? Oh, wait. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Some kind of uh, football nonsense? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Manchester United run, won the Europa League this week, and Arsenal won the FA Cup. I have no idea what he just said. I heard Arsenal and Cup. Something about, <laughs> something about tea and biscuits. I don't know. What the fuck? Yeah. Tea and crumbs. Yeah. Hey, by the way, can I just say um, that uh, I'm being right now incredibly thrown off by this first Krogan's voice acting in Mass Effect Andromeda. Oh, the one with the lisp? I don't know. I can't really tell if he has a lisp because I don't have it turned up that loud. But he sounds like he should be like a skinny little dude with glasses. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I know what's wrong, but mm-hmm. what the hell? I'm pretty sure that's <laughs> a, was... I'm pretty sure that's a woman. Okay, well, either way, I was not expecting that voice. Yeah, the voice was... the voice is weird when it first comes. Out. <laughs> I was you're, expecting... you were expecting Shepherd. You know? Yeah, well, yeah, like I was expecting growly Krogan voice. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't expecting this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a woman. Okay. It's uh oh, cool. Cash is what her says her name is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a cool character. Um I I grew to like her more and more as I played the game. But yeah, the first time I heard it I was like, "Ah, oh, yes. Uh, what? 
I wasn't expecting <laughs> that. No. Have you met anyway. have you met the guy that runs the the place yet? That's voice The Solarian? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He is he's fantastic. Well, all the Solarian characters are good. Yeah. That's true. They've never had a bad one that I can remember. This is true. This is true. I mean, they're all jerks, but you know, they're the characters are good. Right. But that's the characters why they're, are good. Yeah, that's why yeah. they're great. Uh I did get a tweet from uh Sammy T who said he sent an email, but I don't have it. So uh we'll check into that next week. But that's all the tweets. Uh, if you want to tweet at us, it's at N4G Podcast. If you want to shoot us an email, it's uh, podcasts at ztgd.com. Uh, if you do want to follow us on Twitter, John is at John W U K. Ryan is at WombatRP. Haha. Uh, and Jay is at Bottomside Jay. You can follow me on the site at ztgd. And of course, Drew's podcast, which I think he still does, right? I mean, doesn't show up for these. I don't. I don't know. Is, is, is Drew still affiliated with us? I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I don't even know. You know. I don't know. No. I, uh, but his uh, Phoenix Down podcast is running. They finished Wolfenstein, right? Yeah, they are doing a different game now. I was trying to think of what it was, but I, for the life of me, I don't know. That's actually a good question. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, right well, now. I'd ask him, but uh, he's not here. So, but anyway, now check out Phoenix Down. That podcast <clears throat> is also running. Uh, but I think that's it. All right. Unless anybody has anything else? Nothing? Nope. Nothing? Nope. Nope. Nothing? Nope. 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 Nah, I got the fuck out. Epic fail. Welcome. To the N4G podcast. Oh, you can... It's me, Mario. Zero dollar. Greetings, programs. I got lost trying to find my way to the secret underground N4G radio lair. The Killed the dragon. Yeah, killed the dragon.